Blog Talk Radio. to Spirit Sessions with Drew and Shelley. These collaborative real talk sessions are dedicated to individuals interested in all things spiritual. Topics may include spiritual perspectives, raising individual and collective awareness, elevating our consciousness, spirituality on a day-to-day basis, connections with the spirit world, and personal experiences as a psychic medium and healer. Listeners are invited to participate in topic discussion or call in for live readings and insight, which we are doing today. The call-in number is 347-308-8250, and we will be taking your calls in the latter portion of the show. My friend and colleague, psychic medium and healer Drew Callie, recognizes that honor, integrity, and compassion are a must when working with spirit. His goal is to raise the awareness of spirituality in a broad-based and universal manner so that all walks of life may become more in sync with their divinity, purpose, and natural intuitive self. Ultimately, it is his intention to assist people with opening their hearts and minds in order to realize their full potential of healing, learning, loving, and living in the here and now. Drew offers private and group sessions as well as workshops to assist others in enhancing and exploring their own gifts. Drew's website is drewcally.com, and his Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash psychic medium Drew Callie. I am an intuitive medium, a Reiki master, and a spiritual growth coach, and I would love to assist you on your spiritual journey. I offer private readings, intuitive coaching, Reiki sessions, and teach workshops. I'm the author of 28 Days to a New You, Connect to the You Within, and Journey into Conscious. In addition, I'm delighted to be a featured columnist and the metaphysics editor for Ohm Times Magazine. My website is ShellyRWilson.com, and my Facebook page is Facebook.com forward slash Intuitive Medium Shelley. And welcome to the show today. And... I was afraid of this. I'm going to have to call Drew right back. So listeners, just take a moment and let me call Drew right back because for some reason we've got a little bit of a technical glitch, so I'm going to hang up with him and redial him and bring him back. But in the meantime, I invite everyone just to take a moment and breathe and connect to your heart. Allow yourself to just breathe into this moment of the here and now in this present moment. And as you're connecting to your heart, know that you're releasing those oxytocin Uh chemicals. Hello, Drew. I had to call you back. Yeah, I had such a good segment there. No, I'm just kidding. I know. (laughs) For some reason, I don't have a a button where it shows now. It's popped up. Um, You know, the thing is when we have these little glitches, we can freak out or we can just relax into, okay, just hang up, call back, try again, and, and go from there. So welcome back. And it's just Thank been a week since we've back. had a conversation, right? Yes. Yes. I always love coming on this. You know, it's funny because beforehand, all these things go through my mind usually. And today, I'm just really relaxed. I, I figure, um, you know, what, what we were going to speak about was a little bit about um, how we work. Right. And I think, you know, I think it's it's um, it's important for that people understand that every 
medium. And, you know, and I, too, am not a huge fan of the word psychic. Um, I know what it means, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it just has such a negative connotation with all the, you know, anything from TV to just, you know. I mean, even my version of psychic before the, I was aware that I had these abilities was, uh, you know, pretty skewed. So, but <clears throat> I think... First off, the difference between a psychic and a medium, I think, is important because all mediums utilize their psychic faculties, the hearing, the seeing, the feeling, some taste and smell, but I usually ball that in with, with feeling. Um, and I, I was interested, I, when, I, when this first happened to me, I had no idea that I was a psychic. I just thought that I could communicate with those that had passed over because it happened a few times and it kept happening. Um, and then, you know, through coursework and working with other people and even playing games, like how many fingers am I holding up? And I would be able to get them right. Not 100% of the time, but um, or, you know, what, what color am I thinking of? And, and then I really started picking up, started being able to differentiate between what I'm picking up about that person and what I'm picking up about a person in spirit. And even sometimes I would start, you know, I'll, I'll be working with a spirit communicator, someone who's deceased, and they'll be impressing upon me because I do feel like it's not a communication like you and I are speaking. It's more like almost like I had to learn the language of mediumship through psychic ability, if that makes sense. Yeah, You know, absolutely. it was like there were certain things that were impressed upon me, certain symbols, and for whatever reason, I usually knew what they meant. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes, I, you know, maybe the person sitting in front of me does. And I have no clue, but when I give it to them, and, you know, and then sometimes I, I can't figure it out. You know, I don't understand why it's like that, but it is interesting. So I think it's important to understand that psychic in general is kind of a soul to soul. Like I always envision a person, every person has their own energetic bubble, magnetic field, aura, whatever you want to call it. And I feel like when you're reading someone psychically, it's kind of like on a soul-to-soul level. Is there guidance? Sure. There's spirit guides. There could be even relatives around that are kind of um, guiding that reading or guiding the information coming based upon the need of the recipients. Um, and I think, um, you know, when it comes to mediumship, it's almost like a spirit communicator is stepping into my energetic bubble and allowing me to feel things and hear things and see things so that I can just, you know, convey that to the person sitting in front of me. However, a lot of times they turn it, the readings turn into almost both, you know, like I'll end up getting somebody that will step in and then all of a sudden it's all about the person sitting in front of me. It's not necessarily all about the spirit communicator, such as evidence. Right. So for me, you know, it's always been interesting because I always, now the way that I'm setting up with the new website and, um, and whatnot, there are different sessions. It's like here's a psychic focus session, here's a spirit session, and a soul session is kind of blended or we'll just go with the flow and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because I do find that some people come and they want specifically certain questions answered or some people really want to test you and they're like, I don't know, you tell me what's going on, you know. Um, and then um, other people come and they want to hear from someone specific or they won't. And I try not to tell people to tell me not Uh, I I try to not know who they're looking to connect with unless it it comes up um, because it keeps my mind out of it. But I do find it interesting that, you know, I used to think that I would know. And even if the person comes in and says, you know, I just want a psychic reading, sometimes, you know, pop comes in. 
Mm-hmm. And and it's only for a quick second, and then they kind of, I feel their presence throughout the reading. And the good thing for me is that I feel like um, that I'm really with the person in front of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really feel like I'm connected to that person if I get somebody in spirit first. And I don't necessarily try. It just kind of happens. I'll be aware of somebody. Um, and I do understand that for whatever reason, some people are a little bit freaked out, if you will, by mediumship. Um, and they prefer a psychic reading. But it does tend, for me, to go based upon the need, um, you know, not necessarily the wants. Uh, and I do find people tend to have certain, you know, very specific questions in mind. Um, and in a good reading, you know, things that are needed to be answered should be answered by a good reader. But I've also had people come to me wanting a psychic reading, and I can't pick up that much stuff. I don't know why. Same thing with a mediumistic reading. There are some people, for whatever reason, whether it's timing, whether it's me, whether it's that person's energy can't, you know, it's like picking up on a frequency, and sometimes it's satellite radio, sometimes it's AM. So I might get, like, every other word from the spirit, or or I might just have somebody that person's not thinking of, you know, which happens quite a bit. But um, usually it can be... For the listeners, Drew, I said to clarify for the listeners, because we've just jumped in and started talking here, but we're talking about the difference between mediumship readings and psychic readings and how we work and how psychic readings is connecting to your energy, the client's energy, and then mediumship would be connecting to the loved ones on the other side. And, you know, recognizing that as a medium, we do have those psychic abilities, but not all me, not all psychics are available to connect with those loved ones. So you've been sharing this wonderful information about how you work, the readings that you offer, and recognizing here at the end that sometimes it's hard to pick up things, you know, in that moment, whether you know, a loved one doesn't want to come through that they want to connect with or, you know, just in a, the inability to to read that individual. Sometimes they're blocked, aren't they? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's blocked or if it's, you know, I can tell you this. I, I just did a group with three other mediums and each of us got different types of communicators because I believe that each medium has certain frames of reference. Yes, so, I agree. I might be able to communicate better with somebody that can utilize symbols in the language that we both understand that makes sense to me. Whereas, like I always use the example, if I don't know much about engineering and rocket science, if somebody came to me and they were a rocket scientist, you know, my um, symbols would be very limited, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't know exactly why that is. Like I recently had somebody who came, and it was an out. It was just an gr- excellent reading, it, without a hitch, great. And then I guess you know she had referred. I think it was her brother or her brother-in-law had come, and I felt when the communicator came, it was the same communicator. And it was weeks after, but I just felt very familiar with this person. Right. And after that one communicator, that mutual relative that they had went away, there was this other person that came really close to me, and the, and the guy just really didn't understand it, and it was kind of. A sign for me where it was like, look, if I if I can't really, I don't, I'm not going to bulldoze a reading. I, you know, in other words, I'll back up and go, okay, if if I get two or three more things where the person says no, I don't understand, I'll just stop the reading, and I'm totally okay with that because I know as a medium, and this is just me speaking for me, I'm not meant to read for everybody. I'm just not, and I'm completely okay with that, and I, I don't need to be everybody's everything. I think certain readers. And I do believe certain people are drawn to me for certain reasons 
that I can maybe pick up on easier or, you know, for whatever reason. There's a lot of different um, variables, I believe, when it comes to that. And sometimes it's me. I could be having an off day, but it is weird because I will have somebody come in for a reading, have a great reading. The next person I'll have to say, you know, we'll have to reschedule. The next person will be a great reading, you know. So I do agree that sometimes that person is maybe not ready to receive it or they're not ready to hear what's needed. They kind of come in with, here's my list of wants. Right. Um, but I don't know that that's 100% accurate all the time either. Well, you, know, you know, what I think it, is sometimes what the client thinks they need and what they really need are two different things. You know, and our goal as a reader is to connect to the soul and offer the highest need of that soul. And sometimes, you know, that person can, and when I use the word blocked, you know, to me fear can block the information coming through, especially if they're afraid that we're going to know secrets about them or tap sure. into that energy. And so they may be a little apprehensive even to communicate. You know, you talked this weekend about being in uh, Massachusetts doing the group event. Well, I actually did a group lecture presentation, but I did private readings. And, and I did about 30 readings, I think it was, between the um, two days and, and one evening at a, in Topeka, Kansas. And I will tell you, this was a hard, hard weekend to work. And I know we're going to talk about, too, I bet, with 30 readings. Yes, how it affects us. Now, you know, everyone that comes to us, whether it's a psychic reading or even a healing or a mediumship reading, they have emotions, they have feelings, they have things, you know, and I even want to use the word haunt them, okay, because there's a lot of times that they have regret or things that they're holding on to. And, you know, one woman in particular, without going into detail, she had some regrets in life and you know she was just carrying all this burden and weight with her for so long and and she just needed help in relieving that and you know as an empath and I know that we're both very much feelers another word for that listeners is clairsentient we take on that energy oh my goodness and it can be very very um, challenging um, physically speaking emotionally speaking spiritually speaking when we're carrying this energy and then we have to clear it out and a lot of it is you know taking time for ourselves, taking a downtime, you know just resting sleeping whatever it may be so that we do have that energy to continue yeah no I agree I mean I think you know we all come with our baggage and I think um there are some people that come in, like, you know, one of the other things, too, is you really never, I always ask people, have you been to a medium or a psychic before? And sometimes I get a feeling with somebody that they've been to, like, five in the last, like, six months mm-hmm. because they continuously go and they look for, really, they're just looking to get someone to repeat what they want to hear. Yes. And they're not right. listening to maybe a consistent message, things like that. But I do understand what you're saying, I, and empathically or picking up on other. I mean, I used to walk into rooms and and be able to tell who's uncomfortable, who's comfortable, who's anxious. And I I now I know it's not necessarily me. But early on, it was very confusing. Like I would just be agitated in one side of the room and the other room would feel comfortable. It's really weird. So there is a very um, palpable, a very palatable energetic feel and vibration to people that are carrying a lot. It's just like to the listeners, like, you you know, you talk to someone and you walk away feeling tired. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're reading for someone, you're really blending your energy with them. Right. So there is some, you know, there is some mix-mosh kind of things that you can walk away with. I don't believe in attachments and things like that at all, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do believe that there could be um, lingering residual energy from people 
that's a good you know, way and like it. emotional kind of um, memories, almost like if you will, like you know, it's kind of like when someone walks into a place and you can feel that something bad happened there, or you don't get mm-hmm. a good feel of a house or whatever. You know, maybe the people living there are, you know, there's there's domestic violence or you know who knows. But I do believe it's very real, and I I think it's important to do. Um, like recently, early on, I didn't do a lot of this, but now I do. You know, every morning I pray and I meditate, um, and I do my own little ritual of colors, kind of through my body. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. spot check, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. and also being a Reiki master, I kind of I, I, and my original meditations were always with colors and chakras. It was very comfortable for me because I could visualize something. So that kind of allows me to check myself. Mm -hmm. And as the day goes on, you never know what life's going to bring you. You know, you can't hide in a bubble all day. But being sensitive, I know that I have to be very careful. You know, and I always joke about this. Like early on, I had somebody tell me that, like, you have to basically, like, make circles above your head to shut down and do all this crazy stuff. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to go to the grocery store without doing, like, a dance in the parking lot. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, but there is a very real – it's a very real concept what you're talking about because there are certain days when I'll walk away feeling energized from the readings, and there's other days, depending on the people – that I'll walk away feeling like I had to give so much more. I had to work really hard or I had to kind of balance their energy to keep it, you know, where I needed it to be. So it is very real. It's a good point. Yeah, and, you know, the thing is, is as we know, you know, this continues to be a learning process for us. And, you know, it's as we have these experiences, whether, you know, we're talking about readings or life in general, it is, okay, let's tune in, tap in, let's feel what's going on here, you know, use that intuition, connect with our higher self, and really listen to what our heart's saying to us. And, you know, not only will that help us as a medium, as a psychic, as a healer, but also just having this human life experience. And this is something that everyone can take with them and utilize for themselves. You know, take care of your energy. And and I agree with you about the attachment aspect because, you know, I believe that there is residual energy. I believe that, you know, all of our energy is connected and together. And, you know, when we go in places, we may feel really good. And in other places, we may not, we may feel not so good. And and the point is, is, you know, just check in and and let's do some clearing. You know, taking even Epsom sea salt baths is really good for you. And just setting that intention that you want to clear that energy out. And a lot of it's just emotions even. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think that people underestimate the power of emotions. Because I'll have a lot of people where, for whatever reason, I can really tune into that emotional vibe. And, you know, and I'll know and I'll be presented information that will show, let's say, something from childhood or or kind of a very tumultuous relationship with one particular parent, and that kind of is the root of a certain trend of relationships with either a male or female type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for whatever reason, and I'll pick up that the reason that there were certain um, repeated issues in relationships in particular was because there's something that needs to be looked at here. And a lot of times people aren't aware of it, but as we, as it unfolds and, and kind of, the, you know, the flower blooms, so to speak, during the session, it it is more acceptable to that person, but it's almost like they need to kind of 
sit in that for a few minutes to kind of, you know, feel it. I don't know how else to explain it, but it's it's something where sometimes I'll say something at the beginning and it won't make sense to them right away. And as we get into it, it circles back and makes that point at the end. And then they're like, oh, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a very real um, undercurrent of the power of emotions. And I think that a lot of people, you know, I guess it's just easier to assume that it's the power of the mind or it's the power of, you know, this or that. But I, I really feel like emotional, and that's what I seem to get. Like, I'll know that somebody's generally happy, not happy, the depressive type, or they really beat themselves up, or they're cocky, and they don't have to say anything to me. Like, those are things that I kind of can pick up on real quick, and it really wow. helps. And, and again, it's not. it doesn't mean that the person's a jerk. They can be a beautiful person. It's almost like, and when I'm being aware, made aware of something, it's so that you can be a mirror for them and they can look at that. And then what they do with it is really up to them. You know, I, don't, I, I think early on I wanted to be the answer man. I thought that I needed to have all these answers and give them a crystal ball reading or fortune telling, the kind of thing. But it, it, that doesn't seem to really be my forte because I feel like it disempowers people. And I always say this, like if I told someone, look, five years from now, you're going to meet the woman of your dreams and you're not going to have to worry. You're going to be rich. I mean, you could sit there and eat cheese doodles on the couch for the next five years and then be like, what happened, Drew? What, what happened? You know? So Why did it happen? I, yeah. I do feel like it's important that we um, don't overstep our boundaries as psychics, intuitives, mediums, mm-hmm. I feel that it's important that, I mean, in the near future, I can pick up some things, and sometimes, like, down the road, I'll see the potential for, but I'm much more careful with that nowadays, because I, I just feel like people give it so much power that they don't work for it, and they kind of get I in agree. their own way. I agree, and the thing is, you know, when we take a person's power away by giving them that information, you know, I always tell people, you know, honor your free will. You're creating your reality with every choice that you make. And even though we may see something, sometimes people are very much set in stone, well, this is what you said and this must come true. And I'm thinking, but did you take a left turn instead of a right turn when you normally take a right? Because every moment you're altering your course of your life, every choice that you make. So it's only natural that you simply just allow yourself to, you know, be in the flow, trust that things are evolving, not get so caught up especially on what other people say, whether it is a reading from someone or just an experience. And, you know, just just enjoy what is unfolding. You know, I woke up this morning, and just to, to give a quick synopsis, yesterday I went to Oklahoma City, had a day to myself, saw a friend. We, you know, had some interactions and stuff like that. And, and I was part of something that, looking back, as I was reflecting on the drive home, you know, it didn't really feel good. You know, I, I just like to observe things as I'm as I after I experience not really you know spending dwelling anything like that just reflect back to it and then I woke up this morning and had lots of clarity and you know just still kind of going through the emotions I had three hours to drive so you know that's plenty of time to reflect and then I woke up this morning and and I got an email that I was invited to speak at a conference that I had attended for five years that was a big deal in in my transformation and I was just elated and all of a sudden I just started crying and I was like oh my gosh I'm so happy and you know I just felt so good I immediately called my friend Sherry who that's where I originally met her in 2009 at the same conference and and my first thing said I said to her I said did you have anything to do with this and she said no no I did not it's all yours 
you know, it's all you're doing. It's just you being you. And then I'm crying even more, but it's happy tears. And, and then I had put it out to the universe. When I go back to Lilydale, I would really love private accommodations because most of the rooms there, you know, you, you share a bathroom. And I just put it out, you know, I really would like that. And, you know, I, w- I wouldn't beg for it or, or demand it or anything like that. And, and I followed up with them because the woman had called me Friday morning. And, and so I followed up just to... Um, confirm and give her my credit card because they provide two nights and I pay for the other two. And she said, and by the way, you have the private suite with your own bathroom. And I just started crying again. And I said, today (laughs) just keeps getting better. And, you know, I'm just giving this example, listeners, because I'm saying, you know, we all have emotions. We all have life. We all have things. I had a really hard weekend emotionally wise that just drained me working. I um, you know, planned to take yesterday off, and I did, sort of, for the most part. But today, you know, it's just like, wow, what else can happen? What is, you know, this is amazing. Life is so good. And I'm sure my eyes are twinkling. You know, I haven't necessarily looked at them, but I just know the power of emotions, the power of feeling good and, and allowing ourselves to ride that wave. So I'm giving that message to everyone to utilize that in your life be conscious, be mindful, tune in, and and also trust that, you know, the universe has your back always. What you're putting out, you know, believe that you're worthy to have good. Believe that you're worthy to have amazing things happen to you and for you. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Beautifully said. I mean, I think it is is important that it's kind of like if I wake up, I bump my head, I stub my toe, and then I get traffic. I'm like, the rest of the day is just difficult, <laughs> you know, and it, it is interesting. You know, I, I will end up tending to kind of uh, have to be snapped out of it. And then once I, and, you know, when things are going really good, sometimes I think people in general have a tendency to, you know, when's the other shit going to drop, you know, like, because we're so trained that it can only be good for so long. And there is some truth to that. There is an ebb and flow to life, you know. This too shall pass. I mean, even if things are good. Um, but it doesn't mean it has to be the polar opposite it doesn't have to be terrible and sometimes for me i always feel that when i'm at one of those low points or frustrating tumultuous particularly like this winter i moved i got like so many feet of snow up here in upstate new york um it was just crazy i felt basically i got cabin fever it was just so and everything was new so i didn't know exactly where to shop and like get things and all those little things and um, it's easy to get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is easy to get caught up in that. And sometimes it just takes one phone call or yeah. it takes, you know, just, just something so subtle. And I have to remember I need to be grateful because, you know, gratitude goes a long way. I, I can easily, and I feel like people in general, can really tend to, we can, you know, stare at the black dot on a white piece of paper and make that bigger and bigger and bigger. And we can really you know, end up becoming part of the problem instead of part of the solution. And, I, you know, and I think it's just important that people in general also rely on other people. I find so many times that clients will come to sit with me and we'll talk about things that they haven't talked about in years. And to me, it's just so important that we bring some of those things front and center and that we have ongoing discussions, healthy discussions with other people, because other people are our mirrors and are here for reasons. You know, um, and sometimes, and my point was originally is that kind of when I'm in the when I'm in that painful you know place of drudging through the mud, kind of there's always something beautiful that comes from that, because I truly believe that if things aren't 
painful at certain points, I wouldn't have made major changes in my life. Right. You know, so I I do feel that there's a lot of, um, that pain is underestimated in some ways. Like people try to avoid it at all costs. But sometimes the easy way is not the right way, you know, because you end up in that same predicament in a different type of situation with the same feeling. And there's nothing, I don't care what anybody says, in my opinion, there's nothing that can replace feeling good. I don't care what you have, what you've accomplished, because that was a moment ago or years ago. But what you, how you feel about where you are and who you are, to me, is paramount to anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, you're definitely, you know, tuning in, and and I just have to to acknowledge too how important it is to have healthy conversations, to communicate what you're feeling, you know, and just I'm going to go ahead and just share more from the listeners because I had this perspective of something and then you and I shared a conversation and you helped me to see the other side of it. Now, whether I had rose-colored glasses on or I was naive or whatever, I was just seeing everything was good and beautiful and great and, you know, that this would be a great thing and, you know, educate and that kind of thing. And then you gave me the other side and I was like, oh, wow, yes, I can see that. And, you know, it doesn't mean that one way is good or bad, but I do feel how important it is to have these honest, open communications, you know, and just without judgment, just say, okay, I'm listening, I'm tuning in, you know, this doesn't resonate, oh, let me see it this way. And, and, you know, that's how we learn and grow, too, because if we did not feel comfortable um, speaking our truth, and I will tell you, I'm, I'm even more and more. I know some of my people in my life. They're like, "Well, you just quit talking and quit being, you know, truthful." <laughs> but I think, you know, my and my heart as I'm saying this right now, my heart is just opening even more because I think, you know, this is part of the new paradigm, this new energy of, you know, let's just say what's in our heart. Let's just speak our truth. It may not be the other person's truth. They may not like it or they may not see it our way. But the point is, is if we don't say, you know, what we're feeling, you know, how how is anybody going to grow? How are we going to grow? I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think, and, and also, you know, being a regular guy, other than being a medium, and I know some people that seems really weird, but if you met me, I'm really pretty normal down to earth. Uh-huh. You wouldn't pick me out as being a psychic medium. Um, and I think... You know, I have a certain, there was a certain point, probably around the five or six year mark ago, where, you know, so one of one of my friends who's a psychic put it this way. She's like, oh, you weeded out your friendship garden. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, in which, you know, I was like, I would never say something like that. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Um, but it was, it was true, you know, and it wasn't all just me. It was uh-huh. kind of like when I was looking for, some sort of nourishment for my heart or my soul or for just the situation I was in or just someone to listen, I started realizing that certain people weren't picking up the phone. Uh-huh. And I'm sure, you know, there have been times where I haven't picked up the phone for someone because I just was too tired or I didn't want to get into that same old conversation. But I needed to, you know, kind of look at where is it, how is this reciprocated? Like if, if because there are some people... Right now in my life, I'm proud to say that there's probably a handful of people that when I call at any time, I could share anything with them, and they'll give me an honest assess, assessment and supportive excuse me, feedback where I will do the same thing for them. And that's kind of the way it works. But it took me a while to kind of figure out who those people were. It was kind of like um, 
I don't know, it was like a chessboard. You know, there were certain people that I'd known my entire life that really didn't understand, like kind of like what you said, Shelly, when you stopped talking, like they didn't want to hear about how Drew feels. <laughs> they wanted to know, like, you know, how much, how much, you know, you're going to make on that new business deal or how much, um, you know, what kind of car you, you're looking at next or, you know, did you see, you know, just like normal things, but mm-hmm. it just didn't resonate with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it doesn't matter what those things are, my life had completely changed and it was a huge spiritual shift. Um, but I need to have normal conversations as well where I can talk with down-to-earth people. And it really was frustrating. For a period of time, I felt, I don't want to say betrayed, but I felt very alone. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between feeling lonely and alone. And I really yeah. felt alone. I, and, you know, and part of it was probably me maybe pushing people away a little bit because I, was, I didn't want to be so vulnerable. But when I kind of let that go and I let a few people in, and the more that I trusted and, uh, and I did get burned a few times, but for the most part, and burned meaning that I felt like, you know, the person didn't help and I opened up to them and I wish I hadn't. Right. It wasn't anything major. And all I did was learn and go, because for me, if the stove is hot and Shelly, you say to me, Drew, the stove's hot, don't touch it, I'm going to go right over and put my hand on it. <laughs> I have to make sure for me, like if I don't experience it, it is not real. You know, before I was a psychic or a medium, I should say, I... Uh, I I I kind of, I loved this kind of stuff. If it was on TV, I'd put it on. If it was real, like if it was like John Edward or something, not necessarily like a TV show, like where it was fictional. But um, it was always fascinating to me. But it wouldn't be something that was on my mind. I wouldn't even have questioned, is this real or not? Right. It was just kind of something that was fascinating from a distance, because it wasn't really part of my life. And then all of a sudden. I'm having these experiences, and I'm worried about people telling me I need to go to the loony bin, <laughs> you know. So it was a huge shift. And I'm sure, my, you know, the people that grew up with me, knowing me in a totally different light, because I really never let people into that sensitive part. And that was just kind of the way that I was brought up. It was kind of like, you know, you're a big guy. You're really good at sports. This is, you know, what you should really go for. And it kind of dim the light on that kind of stuff. But there's right. nothing more important to me than people that are supportive. And it doesn't mean people that are going to co-sign your BS. It doesn't right. mean people that are going to sit there and let you have a pity party and have one with you. That's not what I mean. I, I think what we mean is like people that kind of uplift you, but also there's certain moments that they have to let you kind of feel bad for yourself, but then they kind of snap out of it. Because if, if one of one of my good friends is allowing me to stay in a place like that without kind of calling me out on it, but not really being a good friend. And those are the kinds of friends that I have now, which is a healthy right. thing, I think. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is that that we do recognize that, once again, I'm just stating this one more time because it's important, but we are changing, growing, shifting, evolving. It's only natural that our relationships do as well. And, you know, the more that we are at that vibration, at that dynamic, and I just got full chills, just go straight down my legs, the more that we're at that space, it's only natural we're going to attract that same vibration back to us because God, spirit, angels, universe knows, you know, this is what is best for you, your highest and best good. You know, these people will help you to learn and to grow. It doesn't mean that those challenging relationships won't as well. But I just know that, you know, spirit has our back, especially going back to doing this work and being of service to spirit. You know, it it does take a lot of energy. It does take a lot of um, compassion, love, all of that. And the more that we just emulate that naturally and truthfully and authentically, 
um, you know, this is part of the blessings that come back to us. Absolutely. And the more I, I, I take my work with what, what I do very seriously, but I can't take myself that seriously. Like, I just can't because, you know, there's there's a line that I need to kind of walk on sometimes where it's kind of like like the more the more I pay attention to my spiritual harmony, my spiritual well-being, uh, my spiritual condition, if you will, um, the, the happier I am. And, and at least the, the lighter I feel, the less I can take myself so seriously because life can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got news that a friend of mine has something that's terminal and it really, really hit me in the gut. And it was kind mm-hmm. of like, but on the flip side of that, that's, that's also a reminder of why I do this work. Right. You know, and and it's not a perfect science, and that's one of my most difficult obstacles because, like, I some for I just I think in the beginning I just didn't understand why some were so a thousand percent accurate and some were not. I just didn't understand, especially with spirit communication. I just didn't understand it, and a lot of times people would say to me, you know, I get an email a day later. Oh, you know what? That did make sense. Blah blah. But there were certain ones, and like I want things to be perfect. And when they're not, I can kind of have like an inner battle about that. And it's really weird. And I just have to let go of that. And and I think that people in general, especially us perfectionists, um, the, the quicker we let go of that, the happier we can be. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Drew, we are already moving into the latter portion of the show. We've got several callers, so I know we want to get to a few callers today. But I'm going to take a moment. And listeners, we've already scheduled some more shows so we've got april 1st and april 15th coming up to do this again i want to mention too that drew and i are going to be doing an event in oklahoma city this is april the 3rd and it's sig it's sloan installation gallery we're doing a meet and greet book and cd signing touring the art gallery from 5 to 7 that evening and then from 7 to 10 we're doing a group reading this event is limited to 70 people if you are interested, I do encourage you to purchase your tickets in advance. It's $30 a person. We're going to have a great time. Drew has said before, Shelly, what are we going to do for three hours? And I said, don't worry, we've got this. <laughs> so it's going to be a wonderful be evening. And then Saturday, at April the 4th, and Sunday, April the 5th, this happens to be Easter weekend, we are both going to be working the Oklahoma City Spirit Fair that's promoted by Cindy Green and Tammy Conover. And Tammy is the featured artist that evening at SIG, and so we'll be offering private sessions Saturday, the hours are 12 to 7, Sunday 12 to 6. Affirming will also be speaking during that time, but we've not we don't have that confirmed yet. No, we'll definitely have it confirmed by um, when we do the next show, April 1st, which will be the day before that you head that way. So we'll be mentioning this again, but I invite you to visit our websites, drewcalley.com and shellyrwilson.com, to learn more about that upcoming event in the Oklahoma City area. So if you have friends or if you're there, we invite you to attend. And so, Drew, you want to take a few callers? Sure. Okay, do you have any limitations or any suggestions or anything that we want to put out in regards to the questions we're going to be taking? No, I think we should leave it open for right now. Okay, well, be sure and press 1. I've got several people that I think are just listening because they don't have a a um, light by their name. So if you did want to talk, I believe you're supposed to press 1 to connect. Otherwise, we're going to take the first caller, and the caller is calling from a 401 area code. 
Hello. Hello. And maybe they're just listening or have us on mute. I'll give it a moment. Hello? Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. Okay, we're going to come to the next one, 856 area code. And it's just spinning. Hello? Just me. <laughs> it's just you. Hmm. Well, I hope it could be an issue like it was with me. Because yeah, I could hear you I'm before, thinking. but I couldn't get through. Yeah, so I'm going to um, try one more caller, but this may be an issue. I see you here. I see that you're on the line, but for some reason um, you're not coming on the line when I unmute you. So let me try another caller. 206, area code. Hello, I'm here. Yay, we've got hey. so it's not blog talk. <laughs> yeah, I got the beep and it, it all it all worked up. Okay, so what's your name? Um, my name is Catherine. Okay, Catherine, and what's your question for us today? Um, I just moved to I've just moved a week ago to a new city, so it's adjusting uh-huh. to a lot of big changes, and um, I feel good about it, and I'm just kind of. I feel I'm getting a little settled, and now what's the next step? Like, how do I really get in to the new life here and the new job? And I feel kind of like I just have to do a little bit of time every day, you know, Mm -hmm. or or I feel overwhelmed. Okay, well, I want to say two things that are very short and easy, and then I'm going to let Drew dive in. But the first thing that's important is just be. Just be and relax right. into that space. And then the second thing is explore. Allow yourself mm-hmm. just to follow your that. intuition and go mm-hmm. where you're guided to, and that's going to okay. help you tremendously. Drew, what do you want to add? Hey, Catherine, um, I just have to ask you, are, you know, what I'm be- being made aware of is um, I need to talk about why you moved. Are you either relie- leaving a relationship or something like that? Um, no, that was about a couple of years ago. Because I feel like there's a a piece of you that's looking, you know, you're looking forward, but at the same time, I feel like you're kind of carrying some stuff from behind you. Do you understand that? Um, I I think I'm pretty well good and close with that, but there could okay. be something. I'm and I just I just feel I like the lingering energy of a relationship, and I need to talk okay. about that because you just need to be careful. And I feel okay. like the people that you, you're going to bring into your life are going to be much more positive, which is a great thing because that was kind of what our theme was today. But I think it's really important that you just be you and be be very careful not to kind of um, be what other people expect you to be with having moved because I feel like, you know, what you were saying is like I really just kind of want to jump in and I, I agree yeah. with Shelly. I feel like you almost have to allow it to kind of happen and you have to be kind of um, cautious with, you know, who you kind of let in but also have fun at the same time. And I don't get anything specific. I just get that you're in a really good space and sure. i got to tell you, I still feel like there's some sort of lingering relationship or relationship issue and it's just, I just need to say that, that's all. All right. I'll, okay. I'll see what's left there. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in, Catherine. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. And I think 
I think it is important, Drew, you know, as we were saying, that, you know, speaking the truth and, and saying that. And, you know, sometimes it may not be in our full consciousness when we're reflecting in that moment and such. So spending some quiet time in reflection can typically help us to bring that to our awareness. And, and sometimes it is, you know, just allowing us to clear out that old energy, too, so that we can fully move into this new space, new energy. Yeah, well, what I find is, like, again, like I'll pick up on someone's emotions where mm-hmm. I don't want to say that somebody's running, but I just feel like that there's um, there's kind of like that need for replacing. Right. And I just, you know, just to, to kind of give an air on the side of caution, really. Right, absolutely. Let's take another caller. We're going to go with um, 856. Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Okay. I thought I heard someone, but I maybe I didn't. So let us go down. I've got a couple callers, like I said, uh, 479-661. They're not, you haven't pressed 1. So if you want to talk, go ahead and press 1, and that way I'll know that you really <clears> do <throat> instead of putting you on the No, it is spot. interesting, too. Like some of the questions that I, I, I'm so used to, having a session, mm-hmm. uh, it's always interesting on radio, you know, <laughs> because someone will kind of, and it's like just as I start feeling the energy there or they're looking for a very specific kind of question, I'm just, um, I find it, I just find it interesting where people are coming from and what they're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. because you can ask five different people, what's your question, and it'll be completely different. Right, exactly. Well, we've got a caller here, the 661 is a Push their button, so we're going to push, bring them on. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Erin. Hi, Erin. How are and you? You happen to be the Erin I know, aren't you? Yes, 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 you, yes. yes you are. Good. <laughs> I am, so, Erin, do you have any question you want us to look at today? Um, I do. First, I, can I say really quick that I am uh-huh. loving this collaboration between the two of you. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, to listen to you is just amazing, the energy between the two of you and what the listener gets out of it uh, as myself. I can only speak for myself, obviously, but what I get out of it is just amazing. It's like it was meant to be. So I'm not psychic, but keep on going with it. <laughs> Very well, that's, that's good validation for us, then, Drew, that no, this it's is a good great. topic and new, good Good reason for doing the show is we talked last week, Erin. We um, had done this show a few times a uh-huh. year ago, and we brought it back, and it was at Andrew's suggestion because the show had been on hiatus for four months, and, mm-hmm. and he's the one that prompted me, and here we are again. So It sounds like it's a time that's meant to be. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, I guess I would say what what really resonated with me right now is I've I made notes everywhere, all over the paper, so I couldn't even like read this to you. But when uh, Drew, when you said um, you have felt being alone versus lonely, yeah. I am in that alone state. I am feeling um, that if I do speak my truth with the few people that I do know. I'm misunderstood, or I feel that I'm misunderstood, and um, I'm feeling kind of in the middle right now, stuck, 
where I want to move on into the, you know, I've learned so much with Shelley uh, and listening, reading her books, listening to her. And I know what I'm supposed to do to move on, but I'm just, I think because I'm letting all this negativity in and feeling not understood, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, not, I'm unable to move right now spiritually. Yeah, I, um, I want to just and, acknowledge something that I'm hearing you say that is very uh-huh. important, and mm-hmm. you saying, I'm feeling. You're tapping into those feelings, and you first uh-huh. said, I'm misunderstood, but then you said, you know, or I'm feeling misunderstood. Right. So before Drew jumps in, I just want to acknowledge that for you, Erin, that it is important to feel those emotions, but how you modified what you were saying, because as you know, no one can make you misunderstood but right. you know, or even make you feel that way, but you can feel it for yourself and I learned that from you <laughs> so good job <laughs> yeah, good job so, Drew what do you want to share with Aaron today yes Drew please well Aaron you know I feel like you are at a point where it's it's kind of like there's certain things that you were always used to that made you happy but they no longer make you happy true do you understand that yes I do I feel like it's almost like your soul is moving at a certain pace to certain checkpoints, and your mind and your heart are kind of fighting with each other. Yes. And what I mean by that is, like, there's certain things that, like you said, like Shelly acknowledged, the way that you're feeling, but it's like your logical mind's going, no, 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 that can't do that, I can't do that, that won't work, that won't work. And it's kind of like this back-and-forth banter. And I just feel like there's a couple of words. I feel like you need to trust mm-hmm. and just allow. And, and the other side of it is you kind of have to accept where you're at in order to kind of let go of not being okay with it. Because it is okay to be at the point you're at because that's usually a big pivoting, a pivotal point for mm-hmm. you. You're at a change point right now, which is really important. And the other side of this is I get a lot of orange around you, which to me means it would do you a lot of good to go for healing, hands-on healing. Oh, like Reiki? Reiki? Yes. Okay, okay. Because you'll be able – do you meditate? Um. I haven't recently. I have in the past. I've also... Um, I think it's really, really important for you because even if you go for healing, I feel like it's more of just you kind of aligning with... Because in that stillness of meditation, uh-huh. it's almost like I feel like you'll find answers to what you're kind of looking for in ways that someone else can't tell you. Right. It's like you'll just kind of... It, certain layers of energy will move and allow you to kind of touch that divine spark inside and you'll go, oh, you know what? I am okay. All right, I am going to do this. And I'm okay that not everyone understands me. And I totally understand Mm -hmm. you feeling alone, Mm -hmm. but I got to tell you that you're not. And you do have really good support, a good support system, but you're just feeling very vulnerable is a better word. Wow, okay. And I have been thinking about I need to get back to meditation and, you know, I guess I just feel kind of so... um, at the first stages of learning how to do that, again, you know, um, I and remember, you know, I think, and go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, also, I think for spiritual development, for me, everything we do in this life is spiritual, mm-hmm. even when someone cuts you off and you flip on the bird. You know, <laughs> I, I think that we learn from everything that we do, and I feel that it's just really, really important that you kind of put that into your daily regimen with the meditation and maybe like 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. And it could be as simple because I can tell you for you, the power of prayer is probably the the number one priority. And the power of prayer is not saying this is what I want. It's more or less saying, please allow me to be willing to embrace this change. Please allow me to see 
um, things for what they are, not for what I want them to be, and to let go. Very simple, simple statements in the morning, and at night, just thank you for today. And I just feel like it's almost like I just feel like you're ha- you're starting a new relationship with your higher self, if you will, or, or your soul's kind of calling out to you, like, hey, communicate with me, because nobody else is going to be able to give you the answer. It's inside. Wow, and that's really important for you. Thank you so much. Thank you both. You both have absolutely. A great day. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello? Yeah, now I can hear you. Yes, great advice, huh? Yeah, I couldn't hear you there for a second. I was like, am I the only one on the air right now? Yes, and what would you have done? In that moment, what would you have done? I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to see. We will never know. Really bad we'll jokes. Want to do no. it again. She seemed like she had really, um, you know, she had such a willingness to, she's, you know, Erin, if you're listening, I just feel like that is the perfect example of the seeker, you know, and when we're seeking... Okay. Eventually we will find, but it's like I think that's such a big part of the process. And people, people nowadays, especially you know, in our culture, it's like we want the quick, easy. Give it to me yesterday. Give it to me now. Let me click this and get it to me. If I have to do any more than that, I don't want to do it. Right. Um, and this kind of stuff. I mean, it really is about being content um, with where you're at, because then only then can you really see the opportunities around. And there's a really good quote. I can't remember if it's Andrew Carnegie or not, but it's like the opportunity is only as good as the prepared. And if we can prepare ourselves to kind of look at something and embrace it, there's always going to be something that's challenging. And those are the things that we kind of, those are the hoops that we need to embrace and jump through. And sometimes it is very difficult to do. And sometimes it's not the answer that we want to get. But sometimes, you know, we are left to our own devices so that we do look inward and find the answers there because nobody else seems to have one. But that makes us look inward. And that's just part of the process. Right, exactly. And, you know, the the beautiful thing is when we are eager and excited and we ask for assistance and help, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of courage to ask a question or ask for help, sure. especially to call into this radio show and, and know that you're being recorded. So I commend all those listeners that do have the courage to, to ask. And, and please know, you know, that is part of our mission, both Drew and my mission, is assisting others on their journey. We've said before we're not fortune tellers. You know, we want to empower you. We want to assist you on this journey because, you know, we are all growing, changing, and evolving. And the more that we recognize that this is a collaboration, you know, there's there's no reason why anyone should fear, you know, well, what if it's a stupid question or what if, you know, they won't respond to me or anything like that. I think it is important just to have courage and, and allow yourself to know that there are people who are here to support you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think asking for help is the hardest thing, but it actually takes the strongest person to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Most definitely. Well, Drew, we have just a few minutes left of today's segment of Spirit Session. So anything that you want to share with the listeners as we're closing out? Um, I just want to say, give a big thanks, because I think it's really important to remember that, you know, everybody's in this together, and that, um, and I say this to, like, any groups that I do, like, I'm no closer to God than anyone else, you know, and that we all have that internal divine spark, and I think it's really important that we go and find that, or at least 
attuned to it or aligned to it in some way, whether it's through healing, meditation. I can't tell you the power of prayer has changed my life and changed many lives. I wouldn't be doing this work without having prayed for, you know, to embrace change. And for very simple things, if people would just do those two things on a daily basis, basically pray and give thanks mm-hmm. and meditate for a very short period of time, it's it's interesting to me that it's not the days that I do that where I'm like, holy cow, every day is perfect. It's when a week goes by and I haven't done that and I go, man, I'm really feeling off. So I think that if people just keep looking inward, that's the perfect, perfect way to look. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, that's great, great advice. And the thing is, is the more that we allow ourselves to be in this moment, in the here and now, practicing that mindfulness, being conscious of that energy that we're emitting, being conscious of our emotions, feeling those emotions, and the more that we can speak our truth, the more life is going to be at the palm of our hands. You know, we are creating this reality that we are living. It's what we focus on, and it's who we choose to interact with, connect with, and allowing ourselves to practice discernment along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. I don't really have anything else except thanks to all the listeners and thanks to you for allowing the show to go on again. It's great. No, no. Thanks for prompting me. So it's it's a joint collaborative effort. I love it. So listeners, thank you once again, and we invite you to tune in to the next segment of Spirit Sessions. That will be April the 1st. In the meantime, I'm having Anna Taylor. She's the voice of the angels. She'll be joining me next week. This is a special Ohm Times interview. Once again, I invite you to visit our website, drewcalley.com and shellyrwilson.com. You can like our page on Facebook. It's Psychic Medium Drew Kelly and also Shelly Wilson. The URL is facebook.com forward slash intuitive medium Shelly. In addition, please visit our websites to check on upcoming events. As I said before, we will be in Oklahoma City at SIG, which is Sloan Installation Gallery, doing messages from spirit and then working the spirit fair. So listeners, thank you once again for tuning in and joining us today. This concludes today's segment of Spirit Sessions with Drew and Shelley. Until next time, remember, this is your time. I encourage you to live an authentic life, be the best you can be, and love yourself in the process. Much love and many blessings to each of you. <laughs>